To the Swing Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Powers. This was a Seattle Mariners podcast. We have kind of a lot to dive into, a lot on the plate from yesterday. We had the Mariners taking on Detroit in game two and three of the series. It was a double header, so lots of baseball all day, starting from 310, nearly all the way till 10 o'clock at night. It was a long day, a lot of news, a lot of worries. A lot of stuff. So let's dive into the first game. Right away, Seattle takes on Detroit. Seattle going into the first game of the doubleheader, 87-72. and 72. They gave Chris Flexen the start in the first game. He was 8-9 and nine with a 3.64 ERA and has some idea of, you know, of how to be a starting pitcher and how to be good in starts, which he's not bad at. He's very good at it. Anyways, going into the um, game early on, they held the wild card two position. And they had a game and a half back on Tampa Bay for wild card one. Ed Rodriguez got the start for Detroit, who's 5-5 five and five with a 4.02 ERA. And the Mariners have taken him on before last time they were in Detroit. Anyways, some roster moves to talk about. Sam Haggerty came to the clubhouse today wearing clutches. He's put on the 10-day IL. All right, that's probably the biggest news. That's probably the biggest loss. We talked about this last episode. I mean, he losing him... Is huge. He's a fast guy. He can hit the ball. He can play every position except maybe pitching. But either way, he's a he's a guy you really want to have on the team going into the postseason, and it's a huge loss. But we still got other guys. Nothing, you know, that we can't handle in a in a way. But with the Sam Haggerty situation, there were some roster moves. Um, Abraham Toro, after being sent to AAA two days ago, gets recalled yesterday to be on the club for the doubleheader. And then as well, the active roster for doubleheaders expands to 29 players. So they called up Justice Sheffield, who also has made starting um, starts for the Mariners in real MLB games. So he's used to it. He's been in AAA most of the year. Anyways, they called him up to get the start in game two. So that's just some roster news to talk about. Anyways, going into the game, the lineup was JP, Ty, Mitch, Eugenio Suarez got the four spot. Carlos Santana at the DH. Jared Kelnick, then Abraham Toro playing second base. Adam Frazier was put in left field and Kurt Casale at catcher. So, some things you might notice. Julio's not in the lineup or leading off. Well, it's a game that hypothetically doesn't matter towards the playoffs. They're, you know, it might be hard to catch Toronto. They realize that. They obviously want to win, but same time, you don't want to lose guy. Cool stat, though, on Julio. He joins Mike Trout and Andrew Jones as players 21 or younger with 25-plus doubles now, home runs, and stolen bases, which he did two nights ago. Pretty cool stuff. Just wanted to talk about it. Something else I thought was cool. Mariners will now host a viewing party Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in T-Mobile Park. Just because they're not going to be having home games there, they thought, you know what? Let's host some games in the park, right? Why not? Anyways, service also announced for the postseason, other postseason news. 
that their pitching roster will be shortened. So the max players MLB in the postseason allows you to have in your bullpen is 13 guys. I think that's also the regular season minimum or maximum, I mean. So service announced that he's only going to go 10 or 11 guys in the bullpen, more guys on the bench, which I'm not opposed to. I think it's a good idea. We have really good bullpen guys, so we'll see how it goes. And then he also announced that Marco will get the start for the last game, which is today versus Detroit at 1.10 p.m. This is just to keep the bullpen fresh for Friday, the first game of the wild card series, where you really want your guys to be perfectly, you know, relaxed, healthy, can pitch for a long time if need be, right? So that's really cool to see. He's going to give everything he has left today. He's going to let everything out of the tank just to, you know, see how things, you know, he, you just got to finish it out because the possibility of him playing in the wildcard series is none. If they go to the ALDS and play the Astros, if they play a game five, then he might pitch hypothetically. I don't even know if he would though, because I wouldn't want him pitching. So I don't know. Anyways, let's get right into the game. Scoreless through two innings, top of the third, Riley Green breaks it up with an RBI double down the right field line, past Ty France, making it 1-0 Detroit. Then in the bottom of the third, Kirk Casale comes up, and he hits his first home run with the Mariners. Let's give it a listen. The catcher's union representative speaking. High drive down the line. Got carry. Gone. We get a tie ball game. Kirk Casale with a home run for the Mariners. So since that was his first home run with the Mariners, congratulations, Kirk Casale. He now has five on the the season. He had four previously with the Giants. It was a 360-foot footer. Not bad. Not bad, especially after coming off the paternity leave, right? Anyways, right after him, J.P. Crawford gets a walk, and then Mitch Hanniger comes up and does what he does best, right? Playing right tomorrow night. High fly ball, headed for the pen. It's got a chance, and it's gone! A two-run over for Mitch Hanniger. And the Mariners have a 3-1 lead here in the third inning. For so that would give the Mariners a 3-1 lead. It was a huge home run to center field. 3-1 um, lead, you're feeling pretty confident through three. You know, you're like, wow, we're going to win the first game? Well, not so fast. Top of the fourth, Spencer Torkelson comes up. For Detroit and hits a two-run home run bomb to the left field, seventh on the year. He absolutely pieced it. It was gone off the bat. Like it, it was pretty bad. Anyways, tied the ball game up at 3-3. So 3-3 would hold all the way to the seventh inning. However, Chris Flexen would not go all the way to the seventh. He went five innings. However, excuse me, I actually believe he went four. Let me check that. I gotta flip my paper. Yeah, he did go four innings, and then Matt Festa came in for him. And then in the top of the seventh, Mariners lose their lead. Victor Reyes comes up and hits a two-run home run to right field. That would be his third on the year. Came off Matt Festa. Matt Festa just got banged up a little more after that. They finally took him out. Anyways, that would give Detroit a 5-3 lead. And then in the bottom of the seventh, Adam Frazier hits a leadoff single, gets a man on base. And then Ty France comes up and has... An RBS single off a ground ball to left field, making it 5-4, cutting that deficit to one. And then right after that, Mitch Hanager gets a walk. And then Eugenio Suarez comes up and ties up the ball game. Hit hard, base hit. Here comes Ty. But Deuce got a bad throwing arm. There is no play. Tie ball game at 
So that would tie up the ball game five five. That would hold all the way through to the ninth. Mariners didn't score in the bottom of the ninth. They couldn't get it done. Top of the tenth. Well, you know what? Scott Service says, look, I want to rest my bullpen, right? I don't want to play them. Why don't we just throw in Luis Torrens? Oh, okay. We throw in uh, our catcher, Luis Torrens, at a pitcher, and he pitches an absolute beaut. He does give up a Riley Green RBI sack fly, but, you know, that's just because you get the the automatic runner at second in the extra inning. So not too frustrating. Detroit did take a 6-5 lead in the top of the 10th, but Luis Torrens, he did great. Way to pitch in the top of the 10th because in the bottom of the 10th, Carlos Santana comes up and has an immediate RBI single to left field, making it 6-6 with the automatic runner on our second. Eugenio Suarez was the runner on second. He scored. And then Jared Kelnick right after that came up and singled, which moved Santana to second. So now you have runners on first and second. And why is it that Abraham Toro is always the clutchest man on our team? I don't know. You here for yourself. That'll do it. Riley Green under it. Here's Santana. He's going to score. The Mariners win the ball game. 7-6 on the sack fly by Abraham Toro. Making a winner of Luis Torrens, a position player. First time that's happened in Mariners franchise history. So Mariners would walk it off in game one of the double header. Get in that 7-6 win. Congratulations, Abraham Toro, on the walk-off. Good job, Mariners. Great pitching. Their record improves to 88-72. and 72. They are now officially in the wildcard two spot because Toronto won. They are two games up on Tampa Bay now. So it, it clinched them. It clinched them, the wildcard two, and they will be going to Toronto now after game one to win. They are for sure going to Toronto to play Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in a three-game series in Toronto. And you, everybody can sit here and tell me, look, oh my gosh, we played great against Toronto. We swept them in four games. Well, actually, it's not as good as it seems because we we lost a series to them, guys, in Toronto. We lost a three-game series to them. Obviously, obviously, we're in our struggling moment at the beginning of the year. However, like... I don't feel confident going into Toronto. They are loud there. They have great attendance for playoffs. Like they, I mean, what about Toronto and Texas Rangers? Remember those series with Jose Bautista and all that? Oh my goodness. I'm scared. I'm truly scared. So we'll, we'll see what happens from that. But um, the win goes to Terenz for game one. So that's pretty cool. Luis Trenz is actually the first pitcher or first position player to have a win. I believe since it was nine, 2000 it long time. Nonetheless, right. First time in a long time. So congratulations to Renz. Chris Flexen though. He did a Okay job, went four innings, five hits, three runs, three earned, two strikeouts, one home run allowed. Not too bad. MVP for the game, though, I give it to Mitch Hanniger. He went two for four. He had two RBIs, and he draw a walk. Or he drew a walk, sorry. that That's great. That's what you want him to do. Mitch Hanniger's been consistent down the stretch. So Mariners win game one. They get a nice, like, 30, 45-minute break before game two of the doubleheader. It's announced that Sheffield will get the mound. 
And then Vest for Detroit got the start. He has a 3-3 three and three record with a 3.90 ERA. So now that they're playing in Toronto, here's the lineup. They send out J-Rod center field, Jared Kelnick in left field, Eugenio gets a third spot, Carlos Santana in the fourth, Cal Raleigh as DH, Dylan Moore shortstop, Adam Frazier right field. Luis Torrens gets the catching, and Abraham Toro second base. So Ty France is a big guy that got a – Ty France and Mitch Hanniger get to sit on the bench for this game. Well-deserved. Get their rest right. Bottom first, leadoff single by J-Rod. Of course he does. He always gets hits in the first inning. He's actually one of the best players in baseball when it comes to getting a leadoff hit. Very impressive. Um, then bases are loaded after that. So Mariners load the bases, and then Dylan Moore gets hit by a pitch with the bases loaded. That's not the that's not all, though. We're going to come back to that a couple innings down the road. But that would give Mariners an early 1-0 lead with the Dylan Moore hit by pitch. We'll take it, right? Top of the third, though, comes around. Candelario for Detroit has an RBI sack fly with the bases loaded. Ties it at 1-1. That's all they would get, though. Sheffield gets out of the jam. Not too shabby. Bottom of the third comes around. Eugenio Suarez gets a single. Then Cal Raleigh singles. Suarez goes to third. So you got Cal Raleigh. Eugenio Suarez on third, and then Dylan Moore, say no less. Is that going to be a bleeder? Is that going to get down? Yes, it does. Gino scores. Cal to third. RBI for Dylan Moore. And Mariners have a 2-1 lead here in the third inning. And that would give the Mariners a 2-1 lead over Detroit. And then one inning goes by. Bottom of the fourth, Luis Torrens gets a leadoff single. And the most clutch guy in the world, Abraham Toro, apparently comes to the play, and he blasts a home run. Of course he does. Of course he does for the Mariners. He drives this one deep to right, and he's got a home run. Abraham Toro with his 10th home run, ninth from the left-hand hitter's batter's box. A no doubt about her, and he needed that in a big way. So Abraham Toro would give the Mariners a nice 4-1 cushion over Detroit. But then Sheffield gets in a bad jam again with the bases loaded once again. And the man, Cody Clemens, the son of Raja, gets a grand slam, his fifth of the year, to right field, giving Detroit the lead in the top of the fifth, 5-4 over the Mariners. So that was a huge grand slam. But the Mariners didn't take... Sheffield out after that grand slam. They let him keep going. He struggled to get out of the inning. It was nearly could have Detroit. Detroit could have won the game in that inning, but they did not take advantage of Sheffield's iffy pitching there, and they got out of it, but it saved bullpen work. It saved a lot of arm work, so good job, Sheffield. I'm not mad at Sheffield. It, he did good. He went five innings for the Mariners today, and that's exactly what you need from a guy when you're trying to save your bullpen, right? And then bottom of the fifth comes around. We tie it up, of course. Big dumper, do your job. High drive right field. Cal's done it again, everybody. Bye-bye. Second deck tie ball game at 5-5. Home run number 27 for the big man. So with that home run by big dumper, Cal Raleigh, that would be his 27th on the year. Now, Julio Rodriguez and Cal Raleigh, excuse me, both have 27 home runs. That actually is also, they are the first teammates to reach that mark in Mariners history that are 25 or younger. 
as teammates. That's very cool to see. That tied up the ball game at 5-5. And then two men would get on again, putting them on first and second, and guess, or excuse me, second and third. And guess what Abraham Toro does? He does it again. He does it again. Why does he always do this? I have such a love-hate relationship with you, Toro. Another cutter, curve, change, a little bit of everything. Little blader. That's going to work. That's a, that'll pick up two. Dylan Moore, Adam Frazier. Numbers 25 and 26 on your program. Two runs on the board. How about the night for Abraham Toro? So Toro would give the Mariners the lead 7-5 over Detroit. Gosh, I don't know why he does this to me. I don't I don't get it. Anyways, top of the six, Spencer Torkelson hits another home run in game two this time. His solo home run is eighth on the year now. Comes off of Penn Murphy. Cuts that two-run lead by the Mariners to one run. Makes it 7-6. And then in the bottom of the six, what happens? Mariners have the bases loaded again. And Dylan Moore gets hit by another pitch, another one. And this time on the wrist, it was he was in lots of pain. He he was hurt in a lot. Um, the x-rays were negative after the game, so that's good to see, right? But nonetheless, like, you worry about this stuff because guys start getting hit and everything, and you start to think, gosh, we don't want to lose these guys. Why even play them, you know? But, like, we have to. So it's, it was very frustrating that this kept happening. Jared Kellnick got hit. He has a nice big welt on his rib. Now it hurts for him to run. It's so frustrating to see this stuff. Um, and it's frustrating from Detroit as well. Anyways, Mariners would get an 8-6, go to 8, improve their lead to 8-6 and six because of him getting hit by a pitch once again. It's the second time it happened in the game. Might be, they were saying, the first time ever. I don't know. that You have to look way back for that. Anyways, that wouldn't be the end of the inning. Bases still loaded. Adam Frazier hits an RBI sack fly, making it 9-6. But that would be all that would be needed. Mariners win 9-6. Their record improves to 89-72. and That means with a win tomorrow with Marco, that would guarantee them a 90-72 record, which also guarantees that they would tie their record from last year, which would be pretty cool to see. Their standings, they now clinch wildcard two. They will be playing in Toronto. My MVP of the game, oh, it's taken a lot of me to say this, but Abraham Toro, he went two for four. He had four RBIs, and he had a home run. I mean, you can't get better than that. The win goes to Sheffield. The loss goes to L. Rodriguez, not Ed, L. This is a different Rodriguez on Detroit. And the save goes to Diego Castillo. So pretty cool, good stuff. The tomorrow, tomorrow's game. It will be Marco, obviously. I've been saying it the whole time. 10-15 record, 4.14 ERA. Alexander for Detroit, who's 4-11, 4.72 ERA, gets the start for Detroit. And Luis Castillo is pitching on Friday. It was announced he will definitely pitch the first game of the series against Toronto. I'm excited. I'll be interesting to see who goes for game two. I think it depends on a win-loss, though. I think if they win, they'll go Robbie Ray. Okay. If they lose, I think they'll go Gilbert. I think it depends. Now, that leaves out George Kirby. And I kind of want George Kirby to pitch. I know that might seem crazy. He's a rookie. He doesn't have the experience. They're probably going to play Robbie Ray for experience. But I don't know. If you get the win in game one, I you definitely have to play Gilbert. 
and then I guess you have to definitely play Robbie Ray because you pay him. I mean, it comes down to money, and like you paying this guy that for veteran status in a playoff situation, like they're gonna play Robbie Ray. Uh, what am I talking about? George Kirby, though, I would love to see him pitch. I think if they play Houston, he would be a great like game two, game three starter, especially after coming off of the series against Toronto. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's wasting time. I don't want to. I don't want to jinx anything. Focus on Toronto. Game one. Luis Castillo taking the mound. Let's see what we can do. But number one, we have one more game to finish up. No more injuries. Please, baseball gods, let us finish the year nice and healthy. Nothing more. Sam Haggerty's loss was enough. We understand it. Now, let's do this. Let's finish the year strong with a win. And Marco Gonzalez, please go like eight innings tomorrow to make our team not have to use a single bullpen guy. Thank you. For listening to the swing pod i am your host jack powers i will be back tomorrow for the game recap and any other news on the mariners going into the postseason